0: Good morning, I'm Deborah Kaufman, Associate Editor of Broadcast Beat, and you're watching the NAB live streaming show from the studio of Teradek on the NAB show floor. Welcome again, we have a really great group of visitors, and our very first visitor is the president, Dan May of Blackmagic Design. Welcome, Dan.
1: Deborah, always good to be with you.
0: Well, I'm so happy you're here, because Blackmagic never comes to NAB without Amazing. Your product development cycle is insane.
1: Yeah, we definitely try to stay busy. We try to keep it exciting. We try to surprise people. So uh, we feel 2014 was another great year for us and we're very happy the way the show's going so far.
0: Well, I think people expected a new camera because that's been what you've been doing for for quite a while now. But you also brought some other surprises. Um, I know you you brought some significant products here. Where do we want to start?
1: I'd probably start with our URSA camera. It is, it is, It is probably the product that steals kind of the wind out of the room you know we've come with some 10 new announcements 14 new hardware products a big resolve update but everyone comes and they see ursa it's our full-size production ultra hd camera it looks amazing it's beautiful it's high tech and it has you know we, we we were selling so many of these amazing little cinema cameras and you know we had kind of built them to be this portable handheld DSLR-like solution, and we were amazed to see how many people were putting, you know, tens of thousands of dollars worth of equipment on this, you know, $2,000 box. At the end of the day, and we thought we have a really, oppor- real great opportunity there to create this full-size production camera. So that really kind of was the seed that bore this fabulous Ursa product. So, so people
0: were taking your smaller cameras and trying to outfit them as more production cameras. Production,
1: full production-oriented cameras. So our our task there was, how do I create? Uh, a camera that can be you know more than just the beginning building block, and how can it be a camera that uh, a single user could operate perhaps either on a tripod or on a shoulder mount or or how do I make a camera that multiple people can work around. It's the idea of this big beautiful 10 inch screen that comes out where I could have a director standing there to make sure things are in frame and I could have a focus assist on the other side that's pulling focus and an, and an audio assist that's working with the audio meters and thinking about the workflow around this camera how I can have multiple users or just the single use camera um trying to make it sure that we have enough of the parts on there to be truly considered a full size production camera so uh, it, you know it's been a, a, a great development of the product and uh the response has been amazing about it.
0: So I'm sure in the development, you must have also spoken to users and found out from them what did they want, what they wanted. What were the things that they most wanted from the camera? You know, a
1: couple of the things that uh, were really important in this were, you know, number one, we've always been asked about getting to a higher frame rate than than 30p. And on the small cameras, we're dealing with a heat issue. So now that we have a larger body, we can go up to 60 frames per second. Uh, there's a water cooling system within the camera, which is a really neat high-tech uh, cool. piece in there. I mean, we've moved over to CFast two. Which is a, a newer media that can handle uh, higher higher frame rates, and we're we're excited to be dealing with that. Uh, certainly, uh, uh, being able to deal with more of the you have know, this bright viewfinder, but then we have the touch screens for all of these menu items. Being able to have the view meters, being able to have the focus peaking, and the uh, the histogram on there, and audio. So the phantom power on the audio, being able to have the V-mount batteries right on the back, uh, being able to have a down converted SDI out for EVFs. We took a lot of this into consideration while building the camera, but one of the really great things I think we've done with this camera is we can actually remove the entire lens mount and sensor package out of the camera. So at the show, we're showing our EF and our PL version of the camera, but we've also announced that we want to do a B4 version of the camera later in the year, and perhaps down the road, if we find a different off-the-shelf sensor that we have, uh, you know, great opportunities with, we could build another sensor package with lens mount, and it would be a upgradable camera in the future. So we're really pleased with it and you know at $6,000 a starting price for the EF camera you know it's a it's and a it's and a and the
0: PL is $6,500 6, for right. that you
1: know it, it's it's an interesting product cuz black magic creates a lot of great products that are that's great is $2,000 I will buy one right. it's almost one of those products we've made where it's it's like an aspirational purchase that is attainable at $6,000 it's not inexpensive by any means but that's not a that's not a mountain that cannot be overcome, $6,000, but it, but it has all the feelings of that truly aspirational, this is a camera that has so much to offer, at a price that is, you know, very reasonable.
0: And w- when do you expect it to ship? We're hoping
1: to ship in July. Uh, the, the great news is we're using the same sensor as our current production 4K camera. That's usually where we have some challenges with our deliveries. So. And that's
0: a Super 35 millimeter that's sensor. That's the same correct?
1: specs as our production camera. So Super right. 35 millimeter, 12 stops of dynamic range, global shutter. So a great sensor that we already have working and and moving through production. So you know we're very hopeful about that July ship date.
0: That's really great. And the B4 model, you think, will also ship this year? I think
1: we're going to try to get that out this year. The big question on the B4 model is will we be able to use the same Mm -hmm. sensor, or is there a better sensor that's more appropriate for the B4? Okay,
0: well we'll look forward to that.
1: So that's our Ursa camera, but then we have these fantastic studio cameras that we're showing as well, which are amazing. These are live recording, so we're not actually doing any recording within the camera itself, just simply uh, sending SDI and fiber out, making the smallest live studio camera with the largest screen on the back. So those are started shipping actually now with our HD camera at 2,000, and our Ultra HD camera at 3,000. People expected a camera. They right. didn't expect three cameras.
0: You know, and that's really, really exciting, the studio cameras. I mean, you know, it really, I mean, look look what we're doing at TerraDeck with this live streaming. Absolutely. So I think it's its once again democratizing technology. And who are, who are buying the studio cameras? You know,
1: whenever we talk about who we're going to build a product for, and we, we obviously take a look at all the markets and sizes mm-hmm. and scopes, but we always, we always kind of come back to this very basic, if I were a 20-year-old person looking to do live broadcast or filmmaking or you know any of the bits of our industry, how could I get and use this product? And almost every product, whether it's a Decklink or a uh, or DaVinci Resolve or a camera, is, you know, I have to make it attainable for that person. I have to make it usable by that person. So when we look at something like the studio camera, you say, you know, we know we're putting a lot of our ATEM production uh, switchers out there, mm-hmm. you know, being used in, you know, universities or small productions or uh, local broadcast houses of worship. Those people need cameras that are great and affordable and professional. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a lot of those are young folks. Some of those are more entrepreneurial folks, and and we think that there's a tremendous market there that we have uh, access to. So. It's, I think it's a camera that, while Ursa is a fantastic camera that I think a lot of people are going to aspire to own, I think that that studio camera is something that is just a really needed product out there. And like you said, live streaming, on right. air switching, right. uh, you know, th- these are things that are becoming bigger and bigger as more media is being delivered in, in many different fashions.
0: Well, I'm really excited to see how your, your, your user base actually Uses these these products because they'll kind of maybe in, use them in ways that are going to surprise you. That's
1: always, I mean, again, yeah. look at the, look at the way that those cameras have been used out there. So it's always exciting, and that's what drives a lot of our development. To say. Uh, we didn't actually think of that part and now we can go ahead and make new products and update products and build, you know, we, you know these are all customer driven products at the end of the day. So that's why we love coming to shows like NAB to right. talk to customers and find out their feedback and what they think and being able to take that back and uh, begin kind of the cycle anew.
0: Well, I know you surprised everybody a few years back when you introduced your first camera, and then you've surprised everybody again, this show, by introducing a film scanner. Yeah,
1: you know, it's, uh, someone kind of came up to me yesterday and said, who introduces a film scanner in 2014?
0: Exactly. These guys. Yeah.
1: Um, you know, we, we looked out there. Cintel uh, is a company that's been around for you know tw- 20 plus years. They're, they're known for really high uh, high quality film scanning and uh, there was an opportunity for us to acquire the company about two years ago. They had fantastic technology uh, that we knew we could use within things like Resolve, uh, but we look out there and we see that there's this need to create all this Ultra HD content, and we do you know, build a lot of products for Ultra HD camera, and we upgrade our Teranex for Ultra HD, we get our mini converters for Ultra HD, so Ultra HD content creation is important. We're certainly helping, doing our part to help with that. But Super 35, is Ultra HD. There's Ultra HD gold just sitting out there in canisters around the world, and there's a great opportunity for people to be taking you know, all this television work, all this film work, and getting this scanned into Ultra HD. But they can't do it for hundreds of thousands of dollars. So we, we've come to the show with a, well, it's really the first time we've ever called it a technology demo, but you know, for $30,000, we have this very modern film scanner that is virtually silent, doesn't vibrate, has this very smooth action, but uses high-tech like Thunderbolt 2. Mm -hmm. So Thunderbolt 2 from Super 35 to Ultra HD, completely revolutionary. Uh, People are blown away. I mean, we're all kind of film and video nerds. So, you know, there's part of us that just wants to do it because it's fantastic. And there's part of us that are just really excited about having that out for people to use.
0: You know, I was very personally excited about it. I've been in the post industry for almost 30 years, I hate to say, and in the early days, I mean, I vividly remember Sintel scanners and, uh, well, telecine, actually, yeah. and they were these huge room-sized things and required assistance to put up the reels, and you know, it was very, um, a, a very high-end part of the post business, and to be able to mount it on a wall yeah. or put it on a desk and own one for $30,000 is amazing, and I especially appreciate the fact that you're, you know, I think you've really hit the nail on the head when you say there's a great need for Ultra HD content, every single can of film, is really a gold mine. Yep. And I think a lot of film lovers are going to really thank you for inventing that, this. And that's
1: our hope. I mean, obviously we're about selling lots of products, but yes. the Sintel is a product that we feel that if I'm a post-production facility, that I was never able to offer film scanning. This is something that, A, is a beautiful piece of equipment that can be a centerpiece, but also gives you that great capability to offer something that people really still are going to want, and especially with this push with Ultra HD, we think there's a really great opportunity there.
0: Now, can you connect it to the DaVinci Resolve?
1: Well, what the, the hope there is, is that we'll get it all scanned into Ultra HD and we'll bring it into Resolve 11. Right. Which is our other big new because announcement. Because of
0: course, oh, well please go on.
1: 70 new editing features amongst right. 140 new features. Uh, it's a fantastic update where we've added things to make it more <sighs> workflow friendly, not only within our own software to be able to bring in raw files, edit, color, and deliver, but of course remaining as open as possible with other softwares out there because we realize that we are not the only solution and people are, uh, they're very engaged with other software you know, suppliers as well. So if I want to be a media composer, editor, or I want to round trip with Final Cut Pro X, uh, that's fantastic. And some of these editing features, while they do make it a, very robust editor in its own right, they help with that compatibility for round tripping and and getting in for color grading and finishing. So, um, you know, Resolve 11 has been a a tremendous success for us, Um, you know, uh, or Resolve in general has been a tremendous success. Resolve 11 will be available as a a beta in May. You know, we have this tremendous free version that we put out there, it's a thousand dollar software. It's going to be a free upgrade for everyone to have. So, you know, we're really, uh, again, listening to our customers, uh, building it into a fantastic software, and uh, again, the, the, the response response has been tremendous. It's it's one of the busiest sections in our booth, which is great because obviously the cameras are always exciting, but right. it's great to see more and more people, you know, looking at Resolve.
0: Well, Resolve is a great example of how Blackmagic has played a leading role in democratizing a lot of this what used to be expensive technology. That's correct. So, I'm, you know, I'm very excited to see what you bring next year, but in the meantime over this coming year, I'm going to be really really interested to see how your users Take this technology and, and what they do with it.
1: Yeah, we're really excited to get these products out there. We 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 always are a little surprised when we see people using them in different ways. But that's the that's the really fun, and exciting part here is you know, we we build all this kind of in our our little kingdom I guess and and then we get to be worried about how people will think and then we come to B and we get to see all this feedback and then we get these products into people's hands and we get to see, I mean my favorite, you know, Friday 4:50 in the afternoon, you know, get on Vimeo or YouTube and you know, Blackmagic camera, Blackmagic Resolve, and and get to see what people have created. And you know, these are f- tools that we're creating that help creatives make these amazing these amazing works of art. And and uh, it's a it's very rewarding to be able to be just a part of that.
0: Well, thanks so much for coming down and sharing it all with our Terradec live streaming audience. I appreciate no it. Thank you. Have you to a everyone. good rest of the show. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye bye.